Hey everyone, welcome back to Casual History. Today we get into piracy and the infamous Captain Blackbeard. Let's go. Jacob. You know our intro sounds like little stranger thingsy and I like it. It does, doesn't it? It's mm-hmm. adventurous. Yes, I do. I, I like it. And I noticed it immediately and I rock out every time I hear it. Yeah. It's in everything, even our five minute clips and our Of trailer. course, you gotta do it twice. It's getting in it. It's a strong suit. So today right. it's my day, is it? It is. Um and I brought in Captain Blackbeard and Pirates. Nice. Thought that was a nice. I'm a big fan of pirates. It's very me. Same. Um, (laughs) But I realized when I thought of this, I didn't know too much outside of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. (laughs) Um, That's where you learned all your pirate facts. Yeah. Parlay. You you learned parlay. They love rum. Right. Uh, Pop it. (laughs) (laughs) Calling people pop it. Yeah. You know that they, um, they of course attacked ships. That's right. (laughs) And they had Tortuga. Those are all and, guidelines. Uh, yeah, those are the kind of bullet rules. points. Again, it's one of those topics I didn't have much more than the bullet points for. Right. Which um, is, I'm sure made this a lot more entertaining for you, looking up it actual really was. history that it's a real person. Honestly, it really was. The whole um, the whole kind of world of piracy mm-hmm. interests me, and I chose Blackbeard as the point of focus only because he wasn't even known as the most um, successful pirate. As much as he was the most, he's become the Fear. most infamous. Yeah. He has the biggest reputation. But why is that? I, obviously, you're going to tell me. We will get into that. But I, I need to know why he became an icon uh, instead of other people. He was kind of a genius. Like, he was kind of, let me guess, he was just really good at pirate marketing. Um, A lot of it. <laughs> a lot of it is that. I'm just guessing that he'd like, I want to build up my own story. Anyways, sorry, I'm not going to spoil it for you. You go. So off the top, I wanted to get into a story that kind of represents... Um, pirates and kind of it encompasses the story really of pirates in general and when you think of it okay um so hit me with it in the winter of 75 bc julius caesar yeah a long time ago (laughs) julius caesar was on a mission um he was going to travel to another island and he was focused on philosophy and becoming a philosopher at this point in time Mm. julius caesar just that's fun fact for you yeah um but on his voyage he gets captured by pirates, um, which, <laughs> yeah. first of all, badass story to tell at your Thanksgivings. Honestly, I that, don't that haven't been invented yet. <laughs> I don't know how old he was. I couldn't tell you, but I do know it was early on in his career. Okay. So it really shaped him. But there's some funny points here about pirates and uh, his relationship. So when he was captured by the pirates, it was known that he was insulted. So first off, they wanted a twenty. They offer um required a twenty talent ransom on his head on his on Julius Caesar. Right. Okay. He was so offended by how low it was, he <laughs> upped it to fifty himself. <laughs> Make it fifty or nothing. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Alexander the fucking great. It's Julius Caesar. Julius sir. Caesar. Oh god. <laughs> um, but I thought that was really funny. Um, and it's known that he was basically he thought they were peasants. He thought he was just insulted the whole time that um, he 
So he kind of ordered that bossed them around when he was on the ship. Really? He kind of took control. The audacity. Oh, but the thing is, the pirates kind of loved him. You know, it was kind of the spunk of uh, this guy who was just kind of so didn't did give a fuck. Yeah. Care. Didn't care at all. Who they were or if they were like threatening no. to him. Nah. But 50 talents um, was about roughly 300,000 silver coins was what he upped it okay. to. So he was like, hey, I'm worth. I'm worth a lot something. of money, guys. Um, <laughs> you know who I am? Yeah. So he ended up being imprisoned uh, on the pirate ship for 40 days. Um, and in this time, he sent a few of the other uh, people that he was with to go collect the money from Rome. Right. Um, and so during this 40-day period, he joined in on the games. He kind of became part of the crew. Um, he did poems, but the people didn't you, like his poems. Trevor, Trevor, just stop, stop, stop. <laughs> stop. Yeah. Are you yeah. telling me Julius Caesar was a pirate? You could categorize his 40-day stint of becoming... Again, he was a prisoner. All right, podcast over. I've learned what I need to learn. (laughs) That's something I'm going to talk about all the time. (laughs) Um, But basically, it was known he ordered them around. He would joke that he would return, and he was going to crucify every single one of them. Oh, God. But But they liked that about him. (laughs) Exactly. He was that asshole in the ship. They liked that about him. Um, So, 40 days go by. They return with the money. They kind of see him off, you know, like uh, kind of laughing, right. like, kind of like a jovial like, way. Huh, we'll see you again when yep. you come to kill us. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a joke. <laughs> um, like almost immediately upon him returning, he gets on another ship with other, <laughs> with his Navy. Wait, what? <laughs> he goes back so quickly that the pirates are still in the same spot. They didn't, they're still on the ship where they traded the money for him for. Guys, you can't see it, but my <laughs> mouth is open. <laughs> Are, are you kidding? No. He's like, no, I got to live up to my name. I meant it. He captures them. Okay. Captures them. Takes them immediately back. To, Dude. To, Dude's a legend. Man's a legend. But here's the funny. There's a little funny thing in between here where ultimately, I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it. Ultimately, he kills every single one of them and crucifies them. Are you kidding? Nope. But in between there. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. For real? <laughs> no joke. But in between Dude. this period of time, so there's a... No there's wonder a, everybody followed that man. <laughs> but here's the, here's the interesting... But there's another interesting factor here. So in between this period of time, once he returned the uh, he returned with these prisoners, the pirates he was with for 40 days. Sure. Um, the, he had to get... Gov- like the governor, he had to get the local authority um, permission. He wasn't there at the time at the city where he returned back mm-hmm. with the people. So he had to go to another town um, nearby to go talk... Tr- try to get some papers, basically, to say, hey... These guys deserve to be crucified, you know, killed, basically, ah, right? Under, but under the right law circumstances, yes. In between there, someone of the local town government basically said, no, they're going to go into slave trade. And mm. so they were implemented into as slaves. These pirates were became, like, kind of slaves, right? For But upon hearing this, as he's in the other town, this is, I don't know what the length of time was, but a lengthy amount of time, could be a couple weeks, he returns back immediately releases them all and kills them there on site and then crucifies them. So that's a lot. But but here's the thing. Not um, a good dude, but why immediately following Why is that the stint? most badass Okay, that's terrible. That's terrible for me to say. That might be the most badass story I think I've heard of a historical figure that I've never heard an inkling of. But here's the thing. This kind of altered Julius Caesar's projected um like his life Sure, he was, was going to be going. a philosopher, right? But pirates did this, right? Because so, but immediately following that, he became a militant man. Um, 
he uh, you know waged in a lot of wars and like became that kind of, of figure. He became, he became emperor and yeah, he basically was then assassinated because he declared himself emperor for life. Like his whole trajectory changed from that moment of right. pirates. Imagine his life of peace as a philosopher, just thinking all day. Yep. <laughs> Imagine yep. a alternate universe where Julius Caesar did nothing but sit on an island like Plato and just like contemplate the universe. Yeah. Well, you know, funny enough, this is kind of a side um, note to make, but I re- was reading a book a while ago about Marcus Aurelius, who was the first philosopher slash emperor. Right. Um, but he wouldn't have been the only one. <laughs> yeah. If he the had, pirates wouldn't have intervened. He hadn't given it up. Basically, I think uh, it just kind of isn't that crazy. Okay question do you yeah. think he would have killed him if he offered more money right off the top I, <laughs> was that what did it i think this just sparked his whole i his don't know what it was it was it bloodlust i don't know i don't know the man I, I i don't i really don't we can i think another deep dive episode will have to be on julius caesar and the like, roman empire i don't even empire. know his upbringing like that's that's something too i really don't either but the course of history was changed by pirates. So yeah, that's but the, amazing. A little bit of the history of piracy in general. This was, I always, when I immediately think of pirates, you think of the golden age, which was about 16th to 17th century, which we right. see a lot of the movies about. Looting the British fleets. But it's always been a treasure. thing. Yeah. It's yeah. always been a thing, supposedly. Um, and one of the earliest known writings of it was in 800 BC. Um, people called the Phoenicians. Yes, um, from I've Lebanon, had merchant ships carrying valuable, valuable cargoes across the Mediterranean, and as they sailed near the Atlantic, um, sea pirates sailed after them and robbed them. So right. it's been going on for a long time. Of course. And a big point here is no one could really get it un- under control. Um, you know, how do you stop? Yeah, how? how? It's, it's tough. And if, if um, there's been stories of, of course, if you defeat a few or if you move them off of their kind of trade routes, They'll just hide away somewhere else and then find a different way. Like, it's not really stoppable. But but there has been attempts, and one of them has come from the Roman uh, Empire. Um, And the Roman Senate decided to take action. Um, They appointed Pompey to deal with them, um, and he divided the Mediterranean into sections and quickly defeated pirates. Like, this was a pretty big moment. Um, Thousands of pirates were killed. Many more surrendered. Hundreds of pirate ships were captured. By, I'm sorry, explain. You mean like separating routes? Right. Um, and I don't know what they were at this time when Pompey um, was given control to, hey, you're basically going to go, contr- we need to right. shut, this, da- shut, shut this down. down. I think if, I could getting the, be getting the timeline switched, but I believe this was after Julius Caesar. Okay. So it was kind of been going on and that could have sure, been the last, yeah. you know, hey, all right, this is needs to We've stop. We've had enough. Yeah. I've had bad run-ins with pirates. And it kind of s- slowed the roll a bit until about the 12th and 13th century. Mm-hmm. Um, so quite a big be- period of time where it wasn't, you know, um, as popular. lucrative. Yeah, yeah, popular. Yeah, sure. Until the golden age of pirates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the 16th and 17th century. Of course. Um it Where came all the money off of, is to be made. Yeah. Merchant ships. The new world. Yeah. Discovery of the new world. It led to this golden age. Because they're literally packing up and putting everything you own on these ships mm-hmm. to take to a brand new world. And also, so there's a lot of different powers that were coming into be and mm-hmm. using um, the sea to trade. So um, the Spanish conquered the Aztecs and the Incas. And yes. They created a rich empire in Central America. 
and the ships were just filled with gold and they sailed back to Spain with this gold. Mm-hmm. So that was a big reason for the kind of they they rise. also and that's what led them as far as my knowledge is what they led led England and other countries to believe that America was just filled with gold and that they were going to step foot over there and it was going to be like plucking it off the grass like there's for, just going to be gold everywhere. Like that's that's what they truly believed. They believed yeah. when they hit like you know what I mean when they started the colonies. Yeah, they believed they were just gonna like walk into their backyard and dig up gold to bring back to England and make them filthy rich. Well, they they weren't wrong in the fact of. Um, but they weren't creative. Right. Right. I mean, America was rich in a lot of other resources and ways. Yeah. But yeah. But this kind of provided the way for piracy to kind of really take hold, um, and a lot of it, of course, was. I'm going to get into a little bit more about Blackbeard. I'm again, I'm I'm leading up to Blackbeard here sure. um with all of this kind of information just to kind of get a a mm-hmm. feel of where we're at. Um so in the 17th century, French pirates sailed. So I want to kind of get into a funny note I found about the word buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Um so in the 17th century, French pirates sailed into the Caribbean and preyed on the Spanish a lot. Um, the pirates dried meat on a grill called a barbecue. <laughs> of course. Um, and the meat was called boucan. And the men who ate it were called buccaneers, which is a French word. I'm not saying it like the French do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or buccaneers. Okay. But these people who... So they're um, just really good at barbecue. Essentially, but these people who were doing it and they were selling the, who were selling the meat, these mm-hmm. guys on these, this island, um, they figured out it was more lucrative to just attack the ships that were in the harbor, right? They were, that were coming to grab the, sure. the meat and they became so well known and so fierce. These group of people, um, that they were hired. They were like sought after because if you're a buccaneer, right? If you had that title, yeah, you were sought after because they were known to be fierce and just, yeah, wild <laughs> so that that was just like a funny note i found about the word buccaneers and you know when you think of uh pirates of the caribbean yeah yeah i thought that was a funny point no, I, I like found that. that um so as well as the buccaneers there were privateers and so this is where a mm. lot of the pirates come from right um in war times uh the governments authorized captains to capture enemy merchant ships and loot them yes and so under government control you are ordered to capture any uh other country ships on right. site, take right. their take their stuff. Yeah, as long as England gets a percentage. <laughs> right, exactly. Like you're free to do what you want. Yeah, be um, crazy, but uh, and during the con- Spanish conquest, so this was during wartime, right? That was mm-hmm. the main uh, proponent. Like they were is really fulfilling. Like a lot of people were just when you were young, and I'll get into this with Blackbeard, but um, that was kind of a route to wealth. And if you love the sea, you kind of get hired by the government of England and you could go. You could probably go to training. And then once you get out of like military, like ship sailing school, whatever you call it. Again, that's the terrible term. Yeah, no. (laughs) Very basic term that I don't know. Uh, uh, Another little point of interest here, I thought. um, So, you know, when the pirates boarded the ships, they did have grenades. They threw grenades. They also fought with muskets, pistols, and cutlasses. So all that kind of checks out, yeah. you know, the kind of stereotypical Which figures. would be very brutal up front. Yeah. Like it would. It, it would be very movie-like, I would picture. Imagine, guys. Pistols, point-blank range, because those things could not aim worth shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, in the, a lot yeah. of the movies, what I found out, too, is, you know, you see 
a lot of ships being just destroyed oh, yeah, by cannons. No. That really didn't happen a lot. Mm. It was really by you you shot them or you tried to disable them or you cut up to them and you boarded them. Yeah. That was really where a lot of the, the, blo- the that was the big part of it. So if you couldn't throw your imagine imagine you're on a ship and mm. you're the pirate or you're not the pirates and you're just a merchant and these guys come along in this big ship and they throw grenades over top into your ship and yeah. then just start charging and shooting pistols. Like, what do you do? What do you do? You fight back. Yeah, but... But, but these people <laughs> had to have known, like, after a bit. Like, this is what... I'm sure everybody in the 17th and 18th century, like, pit in their stomach. Oh. So, like, if you're on a rich ship and you were tasked with this, it was a great honor, but you knew it. You sailing these seas, if you saw another ship, I'm yeah. sure your stomach dropped. Well, I read a lot about that, too, where, of course, at certain points, you would have to have a guarding ship, really. Yeah. So they would yeah. kind of go in pairs. The escort. The merchants. Escorts and the, ships, yes. the, the one with all the people that kind of defend you. Um, another point of interest here, I just want to get to book in this. This is kind of where we're ending up. So in the end, really, the British Navy really played the key role in ending the piracy in the Golden Age of Pirates, and it came to an end in the 18th century. Um okay. So among the most notorious pirates were Edward Teach, known as Blackbeard, one of the most. Yes. And that's where we get to Blackbeard. Okay. Um, arguably the most infamous par- pirate of all time, um, which... I mean, I, I don't his legend. That. Here's another fun fact. His pirate, his only, his uh, career in pirates, piracy, two years. He was only a pirate for two years? Two years before he died. Ooh. <laughs> but he goes out like a boss. I dude, I, I can only imagine. <laughs> Listen, you don't get your name talked about for years after and become like Yeah. You know what I mean? Become that name yeah. for no reason. Like the, he must have been pretty Well the the uh, the big part of it is we don't really know a lot about him before piracy. Right. So um it was believed he grew up off the coast of England. Um I can't Ooh, remember. This. English. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't town. even know his origins, like uh, there's a town I, I read it. I can't remember what it is. Constable, Constable, Constable. Yeah, something, something like, that. like that. Yes, it's uh, it's assumed. A lot of this is assumed. His pre-life um was assumed. He comes from a supposedly came from a well-off family. You're joking. No, and uh, that he was well-educated. Like he wasn't just um a guy on the streets who just was mm. looking for a way out. But um, and then he became a privateer. So uh, his way into piracy was he became a privateer on a ship. Right. He wasn't a captain or anything. He just learned his way around. Yeah. Um, and then once the war kind of ended with England, um, when he didn't pri- want to stop. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the guys, you get used to attacking ships, taking their gold, and it's an easy way. And to, it's lucrative. Yeah. Yeah. And how much of it actually gets back to England? Yeah, uh, mm, I mean, you you mess with the logs mm. exactly. So <laughs> sell it off here and there. I'm sure there were side yeah, running scams. The all evil kind of turns back around on England, you know. Sure. I mean, that happens a lot to them, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not best to deep dive into England's <laughs> failures because <laughs> there, I think there's a lot. But essentially, they had a lot of privateers that ended up. They didn't have a lot of any other. They didn't have any other skills, you know. Right. You except for. Being pirates. And that one made them a lot of money. So why would you stop? Yeah. Um, and the reason we know about Blackbeard, a lot about Blackbeard, is there was a book written in 1724 by Charles Johnson, mm. which we know nothing about. Was he like a shipmate? No. Uh, no. So we think, 
How we did he think, know all these uh, stories? Just people think, historians believe um, he was an alias. That was an alias name for Daniel Defoe, who was an, uh, ah. an author. And I think he wrote another famous book, Crimson Co. Some some other yes. book or novel. I can't remember what I it is. I do know that name. So, um, yes, I know exactly what But mean. it's believed it's called The Rough History of Pirates. Do you wonder, okay, is this one of those situations? Because I have, again, I've heard a bunch of, when I took uh, a class in the history stuff, I learned a bunch of like little random bits that I, I remember mm-hmm. about like things that you would think would be very movie-like happening. So it wouldn't surprise me if to create his legend, he literally went to this author and was telling him fake stories to build up his... Well, this isn't just about Blackbeard. This book actually kind of has an overview of just pirates in, in general. general. Yeah. Ah. So this was... but. He's mentioned in there. Okay. Um, and his name is Edward Teach. They believe it's Edward Teach or Edward. Um, he goes by a few different names. Again, we don't know his real name. Mm. Uh, we think they were aliases or, you know, because a lot of pirates had multiple names. Sure. But he ended up being known as Blackbeard. Okay. Um, so, but the story of him, he becomes a privateer. War kind of in, war ends, and he kind of turns to piracy. And so he um, travels up to a pirate's hub. Um, let me see the, if I can find the name of it. Um, during the yeah, so he operated as a privateer out of Jamaica during the Anglo-French War, um, and only allowed to target enemy ships, of course, and had his tax his uh, loot taxed. And then following the war ending, he turned to piracy. So most of sure. the privateers and their skills went through that. So here we go, seventeen thirteen to seventeen sixteen. Okay. So this period of time after three years, yeah, um, he left for the New Providence, um, which is a pirate hub where he met Benjamin Hornigold, who is a heard the name big well. figure. Um, and it kind of became he took him under his wing. Um, Hornigold Wait, thought he was you. a clever, impressed with how quickly he picked up things. Um, Please tell me that Blackbeard somehow finds a way to turn it on this. He man. became he became his protege, right? Essentially, is and so they kind of joined up as a fleet, and not a fleet. So, but he initially joined on his crew, kind of became his second hand man. Um, Jeffrey, I know where this story ends. It's the Highlander. There can only be one. Oh, dude! It <laughs> so <laughs> alongside Hornigold, they sailed to America in 1717. This is a big uh, point of note. Okay. Um, because after their kind of year of being pirates and pillaging in the Caribbean, 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 however you want to say it. Um, they go to 1717, they go to America. Um, and they took prizes along the way, wreaked havoc, kind of became known. And then on their way back, cause they were returning, they come across a French slave slash trade ship, mm. which they captured. Of course. <laughs> right. Um, dropped off all the slaves, like released the slaves and Blackbeard took over this ship. He basically asked Hornigold, "Hey, can this? I want to sail wanna, this. Can this be mine? I, this can be Ooh. mine." But he released all the uh, people who didn't who were all the slaves on the nearest island, and then he offered so anyone who wanted to join the crew, a lot of wow. slaves. He had a lot of slave like people who were former slaves. Sure, they joined the crew, um, and then of course they were kind of uh, intimidated the useful people that were on the ship, so like the blacksmiths or random people that sure. were on there. Um, to join this crew, but okay. So big note here: he takes this big ship. It, I think, it's like a 150 person ship with about 20 to 30 cannons. And you have you seen like okay? I've seen documentaries on those like ships. Uh, I'm sure like anybody that's working below deck is intimidated as hell. 
It's yeah. literally lined with chains. Yeah. Like it's lined. Like it's horrible. If if you I know, it's 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 terrible, but for a pirate ship, again, like what a way to build your story. Yeah, and he, he was all he, like like I said, he freed them. I don't know his story Good. with that whole world at all. But I just know that's a big point of reference. I was like, okay. Yeah. So this guy So there there's some maybe, humanity yeah, in this him, humanity, maybe. this guy knows what's going on. Yes. Um but so he renamed the ship Queen Anne's Revenge. And that name is interesting because the name coming from Queen Anne's War could be from uh his support of House Stuart, um, that they should be the rightful heir to the throne of England. Mm. And Queen Anne was the last monarch from the House Stuart who passed away in seventeen fourteen. Oh, okay. So I thought that was an interesting interest. Yeah. So he was a side supporter of a different house ah, to be the heir of Into uh, politics, eh? Yeah. <laughs> So essentially, this became that—that that was his defining moment. Okay. He became the captain. He was in the fleet with Hornigold still. Like sure. he was a fleet with him. They kind of side by side. But he became the master. He became Blackbeard. <laughs> um. So he spent the next year taking prizes wherever possible, and he added ships to his fleet. Mm-hmm. Now, in this point, around 1718, Benjamin Hornigold and him part ways. They don't mm. quite know how. Mutual. They don't quite know if it was on good terms or bad terms. But the big reason they think is so Hornigold was getting older, mm. right? And he took the Queen's pardon. What's. Wait, so what? the part oh. to pardon the pirates. Really? So, so he took he it. He was like, I'm retiring. I'm getting out of this life. And yeah. But guess what? That, that pardon was fake. No. <laughs> what? He became a pirate hunter. Hornigold became a pirate hunter. Wait, are you telling me that? <laughs> are you telling me that his master becomes like a, this? Is like super villain. This is like a movie shit right here. <laughs> it really is. So this becomes like friend hunting friend. God, I w- please make a movie. Hollywood, Hollywood. Listen, I know you like your pirate movies with stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Like make make a real. Imagine He's getting got like a movie get Joaquin too. Phoenix. <laughs> get like some of the best actors. Imagine Walking Phoenix as Captain a Blackbeard. Dude, he's Captain Blackbeard. Who else? Who Woody. Be? Uh, what's Woody? Uh, who's the dude? Uh, shoot. Um, <laughs> Woody. His name is Woody. He's uh, in Hunger Games. He's the older mentor in Hunger Games. Oh, Woody Harrelson. Yes. Imagine him as Horny Gold. Okay. That's so, yeah. the guy. And Walking Phoenix is his. It's uh, the Star Wars moment where like Anakin and, you know what I mean? Like Darth, betrayal yeah. against each other. Yeah. Like, because it's personal now. Well, and so does he make it? So please tell here, me he I'll makes get it his into life it. mission. I'll get into that a little bit, but to hunt him down, I do want to. Blackbeard has a storybook ending, and okay. I think that's a great place to take a break. We'll come back oh, and get God, a bit more can't. into. <laughs> You're doing this to me too. You <laughs> we'll get more into Blackbeard and his legend and his myth and what what he did to prop himself up and Hurry up, all that break. good stuff. Well, damn. <laughs> what you just heard was Jacob off. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> off recording. I was talking about it all break. I'm sorry. He was really interested into the thought of making this a movie and who yes. would play who. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Loads thank you for options. sticking through that break. Yeah, and uh, because any break, if there's anything in between that, yeah, right, it means it supports this podcast, which, which means a lot. It does. <laughs> we're really trying to go as thorough and give everything we can to these. So, heck yeah, appreciate it. So. Yes. Let's get a little bit more into the lore around Blackbeard. Okay. Kind of give you a, f- a figure to imagine. Okay. I'm going to sure. start kind of describe. How tall was he? So in the Book of Pirates. What color was his eyes? Not in the Book of Pirates. So um, 
There was a deposition that happened on a former crewmate of Blackbeard. Um, so in 1718, he kind of really came into the height of Blackbeard's power and just terror. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is really about year one out of two. No, this might have been year two out of uh, his two-year um, stint in piracy. My boy did work. So he's described as a tall man, wide shoulders, long, dark beard. Um, here's the thing that got me. What? He carried two slings over a sh- one shoulder, right? Yeah. Kind of the, you know how you see the X and uh, yes. it's like a sling. He had six pistols. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So, you know, they kind of. One bullet each. Well, they kind <laughs> of, uh, you know, they rest um, at an angle on yeah. the on this sleeve. I'm sure he looks scary as crap. So, ima- imagine a man with two slings, six pistols in front of him, long beard, which he braided into multiple braids. Probably huge. Um, yeah, no, long beard. Um, he's a tall guy, big guy. Uh, and he, uh, supposedly he wrapped, uh, he uh, tied off his, um, braids with like colored, um, like rope uh, or stuff. Yeah. Colored, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not rope, but, uh, ribbons. Ah. So that was interesting, but it all was to his persona of scaring someone. So sure. His mindset. Come up with six pistols. I'm going to be terrified. Yeah. A lot of these guys, when you're attacking these people or these merchants or, um, even other pirates, they don't, they haven't seen people in a long time. Like sure. they're out on the open sea. So when you see another ship pull up to you and you see this man and supposedly his crew, so like when they like would scream and make just noise and just terrify sure. the other ship. So a lot of it was bravado and just because I think because persona. tell me tell me if I'm wrong, but you can't tell me that there weren't plenty of ships that just like didn't put up a fight at all. Yeah, so it gets into that. So, but here's another. That's, that's point. where you're successful as a pirate is when you don't have to fight, which ended up happening. Them giving up their ships in in this height of his power that ended up happening. But another point I thought was funny. He started introducing where he'd take fuses, he would light the fuse. They're mm-hmm. like long burning fuses. Sure. Stick them under his hat to make people think there was a bomb underneath and no, there. And so and so when he'd go and he'd attack these people, right? There'd be a little wisp of smoke around this man. Are you serious? I'm serious. And so when this you see dude this was man about the theatrics. With, yeah. When smoke was emanating uh, kind of uh, out of his hat, little wisp of smoke flowing down. He had this big black beard, big man, burly man with six pistols, a sword at his hip. Like, <laughs> this dude's going to look straight out of your worst nightmare at that I just, time. I just think, personally, just I think it's a funny note. Because I think six pistols is probably practical as a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't get chances to reload. No, yeah. So, for One, six, two, three. six shots, <laughs> right? You're taking over a full ship. Who knows yeah. how many crew there are? You imagine there... you're going to have to pull out all six of those eventually. I, I mean, I've re- I was reading, of course, there's ships with like 150 to 300 men. Yeah. And imagine 300 men on 300 men in the open sea. I'm sure they were very particular on which ones they decide to prey on and go for. I mean, I can't tell you that it was probably just like any ship they saw. Well, not to be successful. <laughs> well, what? so, so here's the thing. A lot uh, the things that really came into his, um, uh, his myth was, so he treated the ships he captured pretty fairly. I supposedly that the people on it, if they cooperated, right. So if they put up a fight, yeah. basically you're all going to die. Yeah. That was kind of like he had a rule basically because he couldn't 
let that slide. And that's the genius of Black. And if and if so, at after that story, rumors started getting around about yeah. this man on the sea you who was just, just a up. terror. Yeah, uh, by seventeen eighteen, in the spring of seventeen eighteen, basically everyone was surrendering. Most everyone on side of him raising his black flag. Yeah. Point about the flag, real quick. We don't know. You know, how you see the normal skull and crossbones. Yeah, I don't think that's that's not the real Jolly well, Roger. Well, it could be because I only say this because I like like you just said. There's a lot of speculation that it's prob it wasn't. Yeah, right. But there's really that's only very movie one. Stuff. Um, there's really only one written um, interpretation of, of it. interpretation of it, and the other one people go off of disputing it was wasn't until like. 1914 when it was written about hmm. with which it had no real basis but the oldest um known uh, writing of it was it he rose his on his flag i think it was said rose the figure of death hmm. so it, it could mean anything be, yeah it could be anything but uh, people assume or it's, it could be a metaphor for just a symbol it could have been a straight black flag yeah but they just knew it was blackbeards yeah the symbol of death like True. that's literally all it needs but if it was then any well, I guess I I wonder how many imitators, yeah, use the black flag, you know, like if when you're you another pirate famous, and you see the rumor and then you're taking over another place, you would probably hop on dude, that train if you were smart. That's that's the genius, right? You build that in. That rumor gets around. That like if you if you don't want to die, uh, no one gets hurt. You know what I mean? You're not treated like crap if you just give up. Yeah. And so therefore, he all he has to do is put on a show, mm-hmm. walk onto that ship, and everybody's like. Nah, man, just take yeah. it. <laughs> well, so another uh, thing that attributed to his uh, lengthy myth and legend about him sure. was he basically he defeated the Royal Navy, like which was a big, like a big win. Like no one of, as a oh, pirate yeah. had ever done that. So uh, the English England Navy or Royal I don't know what Royal Navy England yeah. Royal Navy. Yeah. Uh, um, basically, there was a confrontation that happened. Where no one had at that point had ever really done that, and like he did it, and fleet, he won. The attack the fleet directly. Uh huh. And he won, and that put him in the league of other pirates. Thought, holy, yeah, this man of God, is this taking guy. on continents. They're taking on. Well, he just grew his reputation. Like, who's gonna mess with you if you, especially if you're another pirate? If you countries see can keep you in check. Yeah, no one could touch what, him. At what that are you point, gonna? Right? Yeah. He was feared. Yeah. Well, are you telling me this is a year in? Yeah, this is like two years. So, well, let's say two. You're telling that, me he was only is, a pirate for two years and he had this reputation immediately? He was on, from the get-go, he was go mode, I guess. <laughs> he was immediately like, <laughs> I am the man. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, he also, by this point, he's in his late 30s. Ah. Um, Late 30s is when this happened. This Interesting. Is, he, so his whole life before that, it ended with piracy but he was in his late thirties. See, this is this is very interesting to me. Just because, like, I can't imagine a fifteen-year-old blackbeard. No, 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 no. But like, I can't imagine a life at sea at that time period being like very healthy for you, especially in that lifestyle where you're attacking people. You're constantly like mm-hmm. on attack mode. Like, at, well, like in your late thirties again. In in that time period, that's considered kind of old yeah but to be a captain at that point too you ran your own little community like you had your own yes. socialist government inside the ship right you had to set your own rules for your people that were you were living with i completely forgot about this but i'm now just got hit with 
another fact I learned. What? He, so again, even amongst his crew, right? He had to be feared or he had to be known mm-hmm. as the law. That no one, no one could. Right. You yeah. run your own little, so they, like <laughs> the little government. Yep. You, like everyone gets a piece of the pie. Um, and no one steps to the boss. That's right. The, the boss gets a bigger portion, but it relative, like it was relative, not relative, relatively not much more than the crew. Like it was either double or triple, but it wasn't like it didn't cause a mutiny and that you were getting 75% and the crew got 25%. Like right. it was a pretty close, to, close enough to not cause dissension, yeah, dissension really but they had to figure, I mean, your pirates, you had to figure that out. Yep. But there's a story, <laughs> there's a story that he's in his crew, his quarters, having um, dinner with a few of his crewmates, his top crewmates. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and I think his quartermaster, I think his quartermaster was named something knees. Um, yeah. Just a weird point of uh, memory I just had. Could but, be Peter Pan so, reference. So supposedly he pulls it's his me. pistol out underneath the table. No one knows. Everyone's mm-hmm. eating. Shoots a guy. One of his top crew members one lets them know that they're not replaced. They're replaceable. And they Every fall, he one. falls. I think he shoots him in the knee, or he, he basically he dies. Basically, though. Yeah. And when asked what, what's going on, why did you do that? There's a line. There's a line. It's supposed to be direct quote was yeah, basically. Yeah, but you don't know. Right, you don't know. But the quote is, "I have to, or you'll start to forget of who I am." <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. All right, this man. dude's the man. I'm in. <laughs> All, right. All right, it's fun. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So, oh my god. Okay, this has to be. If you're not into this, like, yeah. if you're a listener and you're not like intrigued by this, I don't know who you are. This is amazing. Yeah. Um. I love this kind of story. But by the spring of 1718, he kind of started to get, um, got over it. I think uh, he kind of like started to tilt downwards. I guess. Hmm. Wanted retirement, something like that. But he went to America, and the, his okay. biggest thing yet, this was kind of the, this was the lead up to his end. So um, his last big thing he that he's known for was he blockaded, blockaded the port of Charleston, um, South Carolina, <laughs> and basically took that town over by controlling the port. Right, because no one could get in. And he, no one could and, get in Any ships that went in, he... Took it. Took, took, and he got the, like, took all the loot. But he did all this, and then he captured some of the wealthy, the high-profile wealthy people of South Carolina, uh, the Charleston, South Carolina, yeah. and held them for ransom. But you know what he held them for ransom for? And there's a, there's a, there's a uh, reason, Wait, is supposedly. This, is this a story I've been thinking of? Well, there's a, he held people for ransom, the rich for ransom, mm-hmm. for 300 barrels of medicine. Hmm. So, but <laughs> it's attributed that it could be... He had STDs. Oh, God. <laughs> that, okay, also, I didn't even get into that. He had 14 wives. <laughs> you live on the sea. <laughs> I mean, what, every port? Nassau. 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 Nassau alone. Basically, Nassau. I didn't even get touch on Nassau, but Nassau was the hub of, you know, just outlaws, and they had their own little town. Right. what you see in the movies yeah. of, like, it's, it's the, Tortuga and Nassau. the underworld. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. the underworld world, and no one could control it, you know? There's a good series that kind of touch on this on uh, Stars. Yeah. Um, I know exactly. That, that pirate show you're talking about? Yeah, the pirate show. I don't, uh, is it called Black Sails? Yeah, Black Sails. But, hey, hey, reference yeah. to Blackbeard. Reference. But they... You know what's funny is they mentioned a pirate in there named Vane, which I'm going to get to. Um, but 
So anyway, he blockades this town. Because he's epic as fuck. Yes. And he requires <laughs> ransom for the barrels of medicine. Mm-hmm. And he gave him two days where he's going to kill basically this high profile person. I can't remember sure. his name. Was he the mayor? Maybe. It may have, it may have been some high profile. I have heard a story, uh, and again, that in that small history class, yeah. there was something about that where it was like almost for a good cause. And the person who he kidnapped kind of knew that he was like kind of human. Like yeah. everybody else thought he was like another. And again, I don't think it was Blackbeard. I think it was another like uh, more of a French pirate that's famous. Every, every. Oh gosh, I don't. Every, I wish I. I wish every. I knew. I need to look this up He's so I could be accurate. But there is a fr- a famous like a world famous French pirate that held like a mayor of Louisiana ransom in his own home at night. Yeah. Uh, for a good cause, like, uh, for their military to help them in a in a battle huh. or something like it's something crazy but there's there, i'm sorry sure, for another time no i'm sure there's a ton because this world i'm touching it again i'm touching on one pirate's life and he's an infamous pirate but there was so many more successful sure if you could call them like successful no, yeah, yeah. pirates out there you could that say are known successful. as well but they were known and there's a lot more stories maybe i'll get into some get into them later but um anyway his last that was kind of his last big uh Hurrah. moment mm-hmm. and there's a little t- little detail in there he um he gave him two days he sent a few of his men in <laughs> it's again like touches on the pirates being pirates yes sent him sent him in two days pass and you know he threatened to uh, basically cut this guy's head off and sure I, he the guy convinced him hey give him a few more days like you never know oh my god army shows up right well they get so he gets so angry that he's being just you know four days yep. pass he turns all of his. I think at this point he has a fleet of three or four ships. Um, turns his cannons on the city. Uh huh. Turns he? his cannons on the city, and there's a there's a story that was written basically where all the men and people in Charleston took arms, yeah. um, knowing that it was about to be rant like you know ransacked or like destroyed by all these cannons mm-hmm. that were faced at it. Think about um, the normal people. Think about the normal people that just faced living the life that yeah, like just living in a port city, having a good old time. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, then you have to defend your family against pirates that have literally taken over the bay. But on that fourth day, they came through. They gave him the medicine? Mm-hmm. Gave him the medicine. And they, and and they he let him go. He let it, he let the the hostages go. See, that could have gone a lot worse. Yeah. This man is... Well, I think he's... He is heavy stated on his reputation. Exactly. So he's pushed. If he's pushed to where he feels like... It, it, it came makes across, him look bad. Right. It came across. That's kind of how he ran his... Yes. His shtick. Yeah. Um... That was kind of his last big th- uh, moment. Okay. Um, and by this point, so he then, so South Carolina hates him, by the way. Virginia, the governor of Virginia, hates him. So in between that, yeah, he goes to North Carolina. And the governor of North Carolina was like uh, a wild man or he had a reputation. He liked Blackbeard. They kind of, they were <laughs> both kind mutual. of scummy, you know? Sorry, his mic just fell over. Yeah. You going to be able to hold that? Yeah, it'll be fine. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll deal with it. Um, but he kind of was scummy a little bit, but basically he was the one who could offer him a pardon. You know, each governor had the oh, power. I see. And no one else, but North the North Carolina governor could and did. Right. Um, Offered Blackbeard a pardon. He did. And in between this point of time when he was going from South Carolina to North Carolina, he on a routine kind of... Um, it was suspected. So Queen Anne's revenge right. had to be cleaned, had the whole had the whole clean. And he 
takes it ashore, right? So they have to careen it. So, you know, where they put it sideways just okay. far enough to yep. where they can clean the hull of the ship. Um, supposedly, he did this on purpose and marooned two of the four ships, one of them being Queen Anne's Revenge. And they were as they were cleaning it, right, he told the other crew people of one of the ships to say, hey, go off. We need to go get this supply, something. Right. Um, and they stripped the ship, the other ship, um, and this other captain, you know, so each of the captains, he had a, ca- a fleet, but they each had their own captain, but he, right. of course, was the, he was the man. Yes, he was the um, uh, uh, Commodore. Right. And one of them being of <laughs> note was a, a guy, I can't remember his name, forgive me, but I had it down here somewhere, but he wasn't really a pirate, but he kind of just joined because he wanted to be for the ride. Ah, and he, he wanted kinda, to ride with Blackbeard. And he yeah. had a ship too. And Blackbeard didn't, He I think there's a story that he goes that Blackbeard was going to attack the ship, ends up, he kind of realizes he's not really a, a captain at all. And so kind of makes him join the fleet mm. and then puts one of his own guys as the captain, essentially, even though the other guy's kind of... The figurehead. Uh, right. And he so. almost becomes like a captor, like he almost becomes a prisoner. Yes. That if he were to try to, hey, that's my ship. He's dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You're done. You speak so, up, you're done. Anyway, but this was the guy, and an, I think another one. Um, I can't remember his name. So basically, he turned... He basically... He had, whittled down his fleet on purpose. He stripped the ship. Why to, would he do Queen that? And Queen Anne's Revenge, though. His 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 baby, his, his prize. Yes. His known black... You know, his known... Say, uh, his infamous ship. Yeah, yes. ship. Strips him, takes the loot abandons them and gets back on the other ships and sails up to North Carolina and takes the pardon. It's speculated that he did this on purpose and it was all planned because he gets more of the the gold that they had, right? So he's left with more when he accepts the pardon, you know? Ah. I, and he ah. backstabs pirates being pirates. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dang. But that's obviously where it can lead to the whole idea of buried treasure and like him hiding away. Yeah, who Honestly, knows? I think... Personally, it could sound too like this guy was very sounds like he was very into his image. He knew how it was going to be perceived, yeah. How things were going to look to his crew, to everybody else, yeah. And so even in retirement, I feel like maybe it was a personal thing of, especially his ship, of like no one else can have this. Sure, more more oh. than like it is like oh. about we found we found they found that ship Queen Anne's Revenge. They found it uh, there where it was left. Um, and it was excavated and, um, it was only in 1960s or seven or 2011. It was only in 2011 that they could confirm that it was Queen Anne's revenge. Wow. Yeah. That's it. If you're listening to this, I'm immediately going to go, go look Google. at this video. It's, it's really, um, it was a good read. Again, there's so much I had, I was digesting. Yeah. That was a this good is, moment. This is one pirate story. This one is... pirate story. One mm-hmm. ship that was found that's cool as hell that we just could, that's you know, amazing. 2011 say, Hey, that's it. So, he goes to North Carolina. Sorry, I just hit my mic. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Mine's not even on the stand anymore, so it's all good. <laughs> so, he goes to North Carolina. Takes the pardon, right? All of a sudden, he's... Uh, Sorry, I just had to fix something on the computer. <laughs> um, he takes the pardon and then goes into retirement. Lives a normal life. Well... Normal citizen. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you get in retirement? Most people get antsy, right? You get kind of... Oh god! Kind of shaky. Oh gosh! You know you get kind of like you, Dang, I know I where miss this it. go. I know I where this it, is going. You know, I miss it. He's getting like one last <laughs> ride, and that's the ride that kills him. That's <laughs> so, what's gonna happen. He's too uh, old for this shit. 
So once he got the oh pardon, he settled down. We really t- this is the first time he t- took root somewhere, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Um, he took a bride of sixteen years old, which was a plantation's Ew. daughter. Yep. Okay. Uh, he be- kind of became a gentleman, you know, uh, a gentleman, and he was the yes. life of the party. Like there, he was no- well known of being. He had all these stories that people would, of course, he- Blackbeard is now literal down. murderer. <laughs> Life for your party, but he. We so, have to, honey. We have to invite Blackbeard to the party. <laughs> He'll kill everybody if we don't. <laughs> well, that is that. He had all the good stories, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Probably had a lot of money he could give you. He also had the, all the pirate friends. So he also during this, I think it was only like an eight month or six month stint, or twelve month stint, um, eight month I think. Sorry, but he became a smuggler. Kind of speculated he be smuggled um, mm. through the inlets, um, South. And Virginia at this point in South Carolina hated him, right? Of course. They, they knew where he was and they kept tabs on him. Like he was that kind of guy where they hated pirates, Virginia and South Carolina. And they just wanted to make Especially sure. Especially after Charleston, mm-hmm. you know, like that's a big moment. Yeah. Um, so in August of 1718, we're still in 1718. Okay. He began to go grow restless. So in early fall. Don't do it, man. 1718, he, bo- uh, he boarded Adventure. I think is the name of the ship, and he set for B- Bermuda. Um, and oh on this, no! You tell me, this, Bermuda Triangle takes this man. So, well, he set into Bermuda. I think he was going back to Tortuga or Nassau. Like he was okay. kind of going back. Just you know, let me back to his it. roots. Yeah, yeah. one last um, ride. <laughs> and on the way, he encountered two French merchant ships. Um, one of them was filled with sugar and commodities. Right. And the other had just all crew. So you know how I was saying there was two normally? Yes. He captured the one with all crew um, and took all of the stuff off of the second one and put all the crew on that ship. And he was like, man, right back to where I was, boys. Well, I still got what? it. He took that ship back to North Carolina and said, no one was on board. We found this drift in the middle of the sea. <laughs> they didn't believe it. You him. know, because he's, he's like, you can't be a pirate. And so he split the goods with the North Carolina government. <laughs> set it on fire like, yeah. and and you know let it never talked about it again right <laughs> but spotswood which was the governor in virginia mm-hmm. knew of the ship and the capture okay. because i guess his quartermaster something snitched or was captured as a prisoner at some point somehow he figured it out um and ended up telling all this information of how many men he had and um basically all about blackbeard and kind of the inside scoop of blackbeard right mm. so Here's here's how the story goes. Here's his okay. grand finale. Okay? Yes, please. Um, so Governor Alexander Spot uh, Spotswood um, was he hated them, hated him, right? So I mentioned that already. Is it where's Spotwood from? Uh, Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Or South Carolina. One Shoot. of the two. One of the two. I just know basically North Carolina. He was sandwiched in between two governors that just didn't Despised like him. At all. him. Yeah. Yes. Um, so he at this point. He figured out that, hey, that's an act of piracy. Like what he just did. It wasn't a random drift to ship in the, you know, in the middle of the ocean. And so, so it nulled the pardon that he was given. And so they literally arrested him, hung him, right? Nope. Nope. What? what <laughs> no, he has a grand finale, my man. <laughs> so at this point, I'm going to set the scene. Okay. This point, there's a party going on uh, with Blackbeard. Such a party that it lasts for like three or four days. Okay. Um, Blackbeard is like the man. He has all these pirate friends in in, in for the weekend. <laughs> um, <laughs> all no, my pirate honestly, friends are over for honestly, a sleepover. And he has such a big party that it spreads 
and people start thinking that he's somehow making a safe haven for pirates. Ah, so he's turning he's turning North good North Carolina into <laughs> Nassau is what he's doing. He's bringing all the scum and villainy in here. Yeah, we can't have it. Rumor spread, man. When yeah. you have the party that lively, I guess it was crazy. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Governor Spotswood hires the a royal the Royal Navy, uh, and a and a captain named Vane, mm-hmm. which I mentioned he's kind of touched on in black sails i okay. think he was a, a pirate turned naval um a captain so the opposite way if if i'm not mistaken that could be wrong but he i was commissioned my memory yes. serves me right um commissioned right and so he goes um and i i think at the let me see if i can p- paint this picture he's at, on a, a little inlet the party's on a little inlet mm-hmm. to where it's kind of one way in one way out um, that's not good. And so they, the, the, this other Vane captain, um, oh no, Vane was, the, oh no, no, I'm so sorry. Vane was not the other captain that came to get him. Vane was the other big known pirate that was touched on in black sails. He's also ah. was a real pirate that was kind of just like Blackbeard, one of those bad mother truckers yeah. that he didn't <laughs> want to mess with. Yeah. Um, so, um, this gave, uh, spots would a reason to go after Blackbeard essentially, right? And he got, and at this point too, I want to mention Spotswood was hated by his local government. Eight out of the twelve people wanted him gone. So this is a wild card. This, what this was his moment to rally the people. Oh, if he could get rid of Blackbeard, uh-huh, he will be reelected savior. for years. Yep. Um. So with this, he hatched a covert and illegal plan. He enlisted the Royal Navy and the captain of Robert Maynard, who's a Pretty big figure like um, if you want to look into mm-hmm. it. Um, he's the oldest lieutenant in the Navy, um, offered a reward for his capture of 100 pounds, um, and Maynard had 58 men, okay? Okay. So they arrive at this inlet, and it's dusk time, and they can see the party going on from where they're at in the inlet, and they decide to wait um, until the next day to really conf- confront Blackbeard. Mm-hmm. Now, Blackbeard sus- knows what's going on, Weirdly, it's suspected that he knows that he's being trapped here, right, at the, on wherever he's at. Um, right. At Okachawa, there's a town there called something like that. Okay. Um, knows this is happening, kind of shrugs it off, like at, on dusk, right? Like he sees this ship pull up and he's kind of shrugs it off, doesn't think it's that big of a deal or isn't really Worried. afraid. I mean, after How all he's been was through. He? <laughs> um, How drunk was but he? But he knew something was happening and he didn't care. Okay. So once he saw Maynard in the daylight, he waited until the sun rose and his ego kind of got the best of him because at this point he only had like 20 deckhands, 20 mm-hmm. people with him. Uh, you know, he's retired for so long. Uh, he really only had about he was 20 like, people with him. Give me your him. ship. Did he walk out there and tell me? To- <laughs> so he, he got on his ship and his ego wouldn't let him run away, essentially. Okay. Um, and so he took the battle to Maynard. He didn't know how many people Maynard had, but he took the battle to him. Um, and there's two ships with Maynard, I have to mention, by the way. And uh, so there, there's a story of a chase that happens um, of, of uh, Blackbeard attacking these ships with 20 people okay, against two ships. Right, which probably have hundreds. <laughs> and there was a plan that he was going to try to get them to be marooned by a sandbar, right? He wanted to try to get them marooned by a sandbar. And so he destroys, but one of the, it w- does work. One of the ships get kind of stuck. He destroys the, that ship essentially, okay. and starts um, attacking Maynard and his ship. Maynard feigns, um, you know, 
that they're basically dead in the water. Right. Blackbeard rolls up. Oh, no. Jumps on the ship. And it was all part of Maynard's plan. All out of the depths come all of these men that were hiding, waiting for them to board. They knew they had to put up the fight. Essentially, it was a covert operation, a ruse. <laughs> yes. Um, and he was so, had. So, but there's a story that essentially him and, and Maynard fight. Like, this isn't just like some hearsay. There was a fight between Maynard. Specifically, like. Specifically. Him and him. Him and mono him. Mono y mano. Mono y mano. On like, this ship. I want to take Blackbeard tw- out. His 20 men versus another, I think it was like 60 to 70 men. Um, but, <laughs> so, but I do want to mention just right before this, Maynard was saying surrender and was asking him to surrender. And essentially Blackbeard said, sawed off. <laughs> yeah. uh, like um, that's not happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm Blackbeard. You don't know who the fuck I am. Yeah. Um, and it's known as the bloodiest battle ever had on a ship. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, like people dead everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, so please tell me it's like a movie. And it comes do, down to the last Jacob, two. Jacob, it's just him and Maynard Jacob, swinging at each other. Jacob, I can't. all of a sudden he loses his footing. So, the story oh goes that uh-huh. Blackbeard and Maynard start going at it. Blackbeard pulls out a pistol, shoots a shot shoots his shot misses barely and um this point maynard pulls out his pistol shoots him in the chest yeah he fights on with a bullet in his chest gut guts maynard with this his sword okay so he they no, no, kill no. each listen listen to me guts like stabs maynard yes. with the sword okay and he's about to go for the killing blow and one of maynard's people come up and cut blackbeard's neck he had Maynard on the ropes. If it was a one-on-one fight, Blackbeard won. He probably died, though, right? Both of them no, died. No, Maynard lived, I think. Are you kidding? No. But here's Maynard the thing. lived to tell here's the story? The His body lay flat now. Like So he gets this... All this action happened. Okay. He falls flat on the ground. They end up seeing he had six bullet holes in him. By this point, he was still fighting. Tw- over 20 cuts on him. And he was still... <laughs> How old was this man at this time? He's retired. <laughs> this dude was not in his peak. Late 30s. And they think he was late 30s, so like 38 to 40. They think he died oh around 38 God, to 40 years old. Dude. Um, And he, uh, Maynard then, so after seeing this, decapitates Blackbeard, hangs his head from the ship, well, and throws his body overboard. But here's the ending line I want to end this kind of story and podcast on. That wouldn't have to be the podcast, but the story on. Yeah. Legend has it they threw his body overboard where it was seen to swim, swim a few circles and then dive into the murky waters below. Ah. <laughs> and on and lives, lives the legend of Blackbeard. Blackbeard. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. That's awesome as fuck. Yeah. It took us the entire this hour to talk through the story. We Honestly, I can seriously, I'm blown away by like imagining a person retiring. Like dude, this this man is Okay, deserves it. I will say that. This man obviously deserves... Two years. Deserves his infamy. Two years, man. That happened in two years. <laughs> Isn't that wild? That's really wild. But, man, that's crazy. he would have had Maynard. He would have had him. Essentially, yeah. the story goes, he had him. Like, he basically thought, all right, he, he survived it. Like, he, he right. got Maynard. Patch up a few bullet holes, and he was six. good to go. <laughs> 
I don't know that I he, said a few. <laughs> I don't know if he would have lived, but um, right. if it weren't for the sneaky behind the like essentially a guy got him behind his back. Oh yeah. Came behind him, cut I mean, his throat. What do they say in pirate? Pirate. <laughs> pirate. You cheated. <laughs> pirate. I mean Well, this wasn't the pirate. What's the rules, man? Yeah, I guess I guess not no rules. Just but. Survive, dude. You're going up against Blackbeard. What do you do? You just try to fucking survive. That's gotta be a movie somewhere. Yeah, dude. Someone's gotta do that, justice. Like a legit movie and not a stereotypical But that's real history. Like this is not me speaking on Right. You're not you're not talking about a movie. No something that's no. like But again, this is real. This really happened. Yeah. This was a real person, a real life person that yeah. lived. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. That is really wild. Wow. Well, that's, we just did an hour. That's crazy, dude. Well, I hope you guys uh, listening enjoyed that I hope that you guys story. were as entertained as we are. I or was. I was. I was enthralled just speaking it back out. So I took all this in, wrote down all my notes, really tried to digest what I read and tried to mm-hmm. piece it all together. So I kind of learned this from a lot of different areas and tried to piece the entire, like a sure. story A to B and try to give the timeline correctly. But yeah. there's so much there on pirates and Nassau and other um, the big moments. of real pirates, not not fictional, yes. 100% and how much they influence just the entire world and how they like it influenced till this day how we operate. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, I'm sure of that. But I would love to get into another episode. I'd love to get into a little bit more about just pirates in general. Maybe go through a little bit Dude, topics with other people. But honestly, just go down the list of famous, like the top famous pirates that I'm in. Yeah, I'm in for let's do it. Well, yeah. that's episode five, technically. Episode five that's in the it. books. Yeah. Well, dang. Okay. Well, if you guys have any comments or have any cool stories you want us to talk about, another pirate, another pirate, <laughs> you're please. interested in. Uh, something you've always wanted to know, please hit us up. We have Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Also, if you would, um, it helps us out a ton. Just give us a review or rating yeah. on Apple Podcasts. That helps us just reach a broader base of people and um, yeah, more enables people to us share to make with. more quicker, you know, and enables us to be able to dedicate a lot more time to this because we both want to be able to dedicate all of our time here. Um, yeah. That's I do want to mention we have uh, a little mini series or yeah. what mini series. That's the best way to describe it. I guess it. it's like a, a mini series. Um, we're gonna we're putting out every Wednesday called Five Minute History. So we're gonna give you bite sized on the way to work if you're a five minute commute <laughs> or right. less. Um, it's like small little uh, stories that you read about, it, more focused on less discussion, but more facts. on giving you like a cool fact, something cool and new to mull on through the day yeah Yeah. to kind of chew on have with you heck yeah we thought that'd be fun to do uh if you haven't we just put what do you put what was the one the mayan discovery yeah it was about it was about the mayans yeah Yeah. so if you want to learn a little little bit about the newest my big mayan discovery you can check out our last one or go through any of our previous episodes to see what we've been talking about that's right um all right that's it for us all right thanks for listening guys. guys bye